Hello everyone, welcome to the Where is the Music podcast. Today I wanted to share with you the beauty of one of my favorite Chopin pieces. This is a mazurka, opus 41, number 4, in C sharp minor. And uh, I wanted to say a couple of things before we play it. Um, mazurkas are an interesting case mazurkas as a genres of music but also as a type of dance has uh, pretty much gone out of fashion of course in poland where chopin is from everyone knows what a mazurka is and possibly even how to dance it but outside of poland is uh, unknown um, more than that if it wasn't for chopin's mazurkas for piano the genre would be probably almost completely forgotten on unknown to the world stage so chopin has written a great number of mazurkas uh, my edition contains more than 40 but uh, probably there are uh, some more that haven't uh, are not included in here uh, he possibly had written something around 60. they are um, small pieces whose character typical romantic character piece um, and uh, they've been published uh, at uh, generally groups uh, of uh, four at the time um, to be fair it is not often clear um, whether four mazurkas constitute uh, a unit because um, uh, sometimes the the keys very often the keys uh, don't match and um, so it is not uncommon to find uh, uh, to attend concerts where mazurkas are played as just single pieces uh, disconnected from their uh, opus number um, I also uh, wanted to underline a fact about Chopin's um, approach to mazurkas um, he has been writing mazurkas all his life the mazurka is, as a whole in his uh, output uh, seems to be kind of a personal journal uh, a musical journal uh, quite different from other works for example um, polonaise or preludes or etudes uh, each polonaise for example is generally a larger more important piece and uh, it might have taken uh, a longer time to uh, complete uh, etudes are uh, work an opus on, all on its own either the opus 10 or the opus 25 they are separated by a number of years and the approach is uh, uh, similar throughout um, the preludes is uh, a collection of small aphorisms I hope one day I'm going to uh, talk about the preludes in a, in a podcast um, mazurkas are a little bit uh, different because uh, there seems to be little memories uh, from a daily journal that uh, the composer has taken throughout his life it is a, a personal recollection uh, filled with um, uh, humor nostalgia joy a sense of uh, overwhelming energy at times and um, at other times a sense of deep uh, sorrow um, the common theme and uh, possibly the reason why uh, Chopin has uh, chosen the mazurka as 
the the ground on which to invent and create his music the common theme is is a dance from the past something that uh, has been lost something that was carrying some memory some happy memory and uh, possibly there is in Chopin this idea that uh, a joyful dance can be brought back to life through piano and uh, with it all its attached uh, uh, memories and uh, nostalgia and uh, all the uh, beautiful but also sometimes sad uh, feelings attached to it so mazurkas already for Chopin is a genre on its down he is inviting us to look into this genre of music uh, without expecting really dance music but trying to imagine how would it feel to be dancing uh, on this rhythm uh, in this particular example opus 41 number four chopin uh, starts uh, very subtly with a single melody like uh, it's coming from far away and um, picking up uh, momentum as closer it comes notice how the contour of the melody is uh, uh, circulating up and down doesn't seem to go much farther away and repeats So the melody of this mazurka, and if you uh, know them or if you want to listen to them, I encourage you strongly to do so, the contour of the melody is not a particularly singable, it's hard to, it would be hard to put words uh, under it. And um, although we find that uh, the rhythm kind of stays uh, the same, repeats, but in, in this particular case it's just very circular, is not interesting per se, there isn't a, a, a great melodic creativity here, however through its uh, circularity it already hints at, at something uh, that should be enjoyed and appreciated through its energy and rhythm, like a dance rather than through its uh, melodic, more, let's say, intellectual content. Uh, there is also something interesting in relationship to the key. Uh, C-sharp minor wants these notes. Right? But uh, Chopin writes this melody in this way. This note is outside, it's kind of a mistake, should be like that. It's a tiny little difference, uh, but if, if you notice, 
it makes, uh, makes us wonder why would that really matter although the fact is clear that is uh, it sounds a bit more archaic How and why? Um, well, a C sharp minor key with that note is uh, perhaps better described as a mode, not really as the C sharp minor key the way we know it. So by employing an alternative minor mode, Chopin is uh, subtly uh, and subliminally uh, suggesting that we are not looking at uh, music that is contemporary to its time, but belongs to an ancient lost past. It's just a single note, but it's enough to add uh, a bit of uh, archaism to it, ancient feel, something that uh, doesn't belong anymore to this uh, contemporary world. It continues in the major mode, but uh, not the contour, nor the main rhythm, and nor this uh, archaic feel from the past has really changed. case you hear the wrong note uh, of course only great composers like Chopin can do things that in any other context context will sound uh, wrong or weird in this context is just perfect now the response to this uh, circular quite square melody is to me the touch of genius. This is how it responds. with joy and, and energy and, and rhythm how completely unrelated with what we just heard in the very beginning the genius to me is uh, being able to put things that are completely different from each other but mm, it sounds a perfect match how does this work how can one play something initially so linear characterized by a clear, uh, precise, clean, repetitive, uh, recognizable uh, feel with something completely different. And, and expect us to just make sense of it. Well, 
obviously we make sense of it because Chopin's musicality is uh, trashing all the rules of uh, academic uh, thematic development unless the composer would have probably tried to maintain the initial idea and develop it further Chopin just cuts and goes into a completely different world it's loud is boasting with energy is uh, moving forward there isn't really a melody that's not a melody and later on it, even that is not really a melody it sounds like a energy pure energy almost like a, a thrill how come then these two parts work perfectly well on one level they are uh, symmetric proportion wise they last exactly the same number of bars so there is a sense that we that we are part in the same part of the same uh, dance once again but there is this also aspect of black and white the first half the uh, nice circular melody is uh, orderly is quiet is uh, regular while the second one is chaotic, loud, and completely uh, unpredictable. Uh, the first one is soft and uh, delicate, while the second one is loud and noisy. The first one is uh, um, hesitating. You can hear... sense of hesitation but in here there is a jumping forward kind of like someone who can't wait to to throw themselves into the dance and start dancing notice also the first is uh, first half is in minor while this one is in major minor and major okay so uh, genius now the next uh, phrase is a monument i think to hesitation chopin is able to portray in a single melody uh, uh, something so delicate and so uh, precise like hesitation isn't that isn't that something notice I'll play it again notice how the melody kind of uh, uh, can't really move forward this is a dissonance and second attempt interesting so uh, 
the beauty one of the beauty of uh, this mazurka which uh, also uh, is similar to other ones is uh, this ability of chopin to take us through an emotional roller coaster a beginning uh, delicate from far away very soft quite uh, hesitating and uh, it uh, burst into a dance made of joy and energy and uh, it stops into this very intimate personal sense of once again hesitation but um, drawn in a completely different way from the beginning um, i wish uh, i had uh, the the time and uh, the ability to uh, quickly give you hints on on everything else that happens here but uh, although uh, despite being um, a short piece there is so much i wanted to uh, though pick up a couple of uh, extra uh, passages uh, this one is um, right before the so-called something that we would call the recapitulation um, notice the mazurka is still there but has completely changed this seems to me like a, a friendly dance uh, uh, of uh, you know brotherhood and sisterhood back in this very introspective uh, feel it looks like Chopin is taking us through a variety of uh, memories memories that have to do with uh, playing and dancing with uh, with your fellow friends family some something uh, filled with uh, joy and energy and other moments other dances that you dance by yourself introspectively maybe just uh, inside yourself this is the type of um, of a very personal let's say introspection and uh, reflection that uh, would slowly come into the outer world that will lead us towards the ending so as you see quite a short journey but uh, emotionally uh, really a roller coaster 
I hope this uh, podcast about Chopin's Mazurka has given you uh, some uh, points of uh, investigation and uh, to be curious about it. I'm sure many of you knew this piece already and perhaps uh, a, a slower um, conversation like this one has allowed you to discover things you haven't before. I'm gonna make sure I'll add some links to performances of uh, this mazurka. The latest one that I found personally that I liked was by Stanislav Ponin. But uh, I'm gonna play my own uh, home version of it. Uh, look forward to our next uh, episode of Where is the Music Podcast. <laughs>